Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Educating Josh, in which the three of us, Lucy Bella Earl, James O'Neill and I, Luke Cupforth, bring together three of the most divisive stories of the week. Our wonderful Josh Winslade will have 20 seconds to respond with his gut feeling on the story with absolutely no research, after which we will have an attempt at Educating Josh. Make sure you stick around to the end for the quick fire round, which includes some of your questions from social media. And don't forget to follow us at Educating Josh on all the socials, subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. Josh. Have you looked at the news this week and what do you think is most likely to come up? I'm pretty sure abortion is going to come up this week. Great. I have a slight mm. feeling I wonder. that Anyone that's would like maybe to a topic that comes up. Give a noise hint. I mean, out of everyone, who should cover it? You. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, last week, James, you started the show. So can you tell us what the reaction was on Twitter to your story? Last week, in relation to the Kim Kardashian controversy, I asked, should celebrities be banned from promoting weight loss aids? Which divided people completely it was pretty much 50 50 mm. slightly by two is it two percent two percent two percent wow. going towards no which which has, means josh educated them josh educated them technically but is very very divided and even those who said it shouldn't be banned such as manino azure saskia eve and ella said that they disagreed with josh on one thing which was that they do think celebrities have a responsibility to their audience, which you massively disagree with, didn't you? Yeah, I don't, dis- I don't agree with that. Okay. Lucy, how did your story go? Well, I asked whether the media should continue publishing the names and photos of mass killers. And 30% of people thought they should be allowed to continue, but 66% said no. Interesting. Well, Darren said something on Twitter, which I found really interesting, that we didn't mention at all, which was that although in an ideal world, yes, we don't glorify these horrible people, the only thing is holding back information can lead to conspiracy theories, which in some ways is even worse. Isn't we did it? touch on that slightly. Did we? Yeah, Maybe we did, we did say about any kind of suppression of information. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, sorry for falling asleep, guys. And lastly, my story last week was about how filmmakers have a responsibility to show the sexuality of characters on screen or whether they do or don't. And 61% said no which is kind of what we said as well wasn't it yeah <laughs> yeah we did thanks, thanks a lot for the uh, it, was, it was a pretty decisive conversation so 61% of people said no however Caitlin disagreed with us on some points pointing out that discrete representation can actually be a positive thing and show that these characters can be LGBTQ plus but that not be a, a big main part of their character right does that make sense i mean yeah i agree with that but if, yeah, yeah but not when it's included in the pr of the film yeah okay yeah okay. Yeah. and then yeah. it's not included press in the release film. he's gay like, <laughs> <laughs> that's awful yeah all right fantastic well let's move on to the stories everyone excited and ready I'm yes. so oh my god yes it's a big topic lucy. i've had a lot of coffee we're gonna tackle this head on lucy you're up first 
Right, so my headline is from The Independent, and I'm sure you know what it's going to be about. It's the Irish abortion referendum, pro-life campaign concedes defeat to yes vote. Here are the three things that you need to know. Ireland voted by a landslide to legalise abortion with a two-thirds majority, 66.4% yes to 33.6% no. With such a landslide result, the Irish government are mandated to amend the constitution and introduce abortion into Ireland's health service for women up to 12 weeks into a pregnancy. All constituencies in the country voted yes, apart from Donegal, where 51.8% voted against legalisation. Irish Foreign Minister Simon Coveney stressed that the outcome proved that this was not Dublin versus the rest, not a rural-urban division. My question to you is, at what point should a fetus have a right to life? All right, 20 seconds, Josh. Go. So I'm kind of controversial on this subject, and apparently you can start the entirety of Ireland, um, or close to... Um, I kind of believe that a fetus has the right to life from the moment that the two things come together and it starts to begin its journey. Um, But in in relation to your question, however, um, I never have to birth one. So I don't agree that that's my choice. So I'm kind of 50. I don't agree with abortion at all, really. Um, I struggle with it a lot, but I do think that it's not my choice. Okay. I respect your opinion, (laughs) but I do not agree. I don't agree. You've just, for me, a fetus has a right to life. It's such a hard one to say, but when it can survive properly outside the womb. So here in the UK, it's up to 24 weeks. 24 weeks, weeks, yeah. I think that's far too late. But only, I think out of, well, I know out of the 200,000 abortions in England and Wales last year, only 2% were between 20 and 24 weeks. So I think people are making that decision when they really, really need one. Yeah. Um, I think when a fetus first feels pain, I mean, they say that it's around 20 weeks. Before then, when is a fetus viable? It's interesting because the legislation... Well, what, you, uh, well the, you're saying about when is it viable, yeah. unless you intervene, what would that fetus become? A baby. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's viable from the get-go. So this is where I don't want to get too much into the specifics of like this many weeks because that yeah. requires too much background information. Because what Josh's point is, is the moment of conception, that's a human life. And the thing that's then getting involved in that human life not becoming real is your decision and the doctors getting involved. If it was left to its own natural devices and we didn't have the modern, you know, the modern medicine that we do, that would become a child. So actually, when you're talking about when is it viable, it's viable from the get-go. I mean, I would argue to you, though, Josh, that that means that you should never use any form of contraception because you're putting something in the way that stops that sperm becoming a baby. I I guess for me, talking about, like, the specific moment is when it comes together. Like, the 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 semen and the egg being separate is a different thing to me than when because that one in a million chance when the semen does manage to get in the egg and and that then occurs that to me is when you then get involved and stop that process so that's where my kind of line is drawn i guess and that's when i go but then i do agree that it's not my it's not my right. It's not my body. It's not my decision. I have strong opinions on it. I'm allowed them. I'm allowed an opinion. Of course you are. But, and I, I respect it. And I just, and I think it's a, it's a very, it's an emotional thing. It's, it's probably not a logical uh, opinion that I have on it at all. Like the, the, the opinions that you're giving me, I can see where you're, you're coming from, but I just think that you're the one intervening. And if you don't have, if you're not prepared to raise that baby, 
don't have sex, there's, there's different situations. I'm talking about a couple that accidentally get pregnant. I'm not okay. talking about rape victims. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about things where the, you know, but what about in those that, situations where in, if somebody is sexually assaulted and they have a baby and then they can't get an abortion, what, what, cause what you're saying, then? you're not talking about that, but you are saying that it shouldn't ever be killed. And that's still a but life. That, isn't that it? wasn't their choice. It wasn't that that was her choice to have sex was taken yeah, away but from you'd her. Still leave it. If you, if you still didn't get involved, then you still would make a baby. No, but you're not way. making a conscious choice. Because you were you you haven't been um, you haven't been irresponsible you haven't um, risked it because there is a risk that a contraception doesn't work and I don't think that using abortion as the extra failsafe compared to contraception is fair I think that people should deem it as because sex is meant for reproduction and we enjoy it so if you want to do it for the cause of enjoying it then I think that that 0.3% or whatever it is on contraception, that's a risk that you're taking. But if I use contraception and the contraception fails and I become pregnant, I want the choice to be able to not be pregnant. And also, and also exactly what you said, if somebody's sexually assaulted, then they're, they, tried, they tried to not get pregnant. They didn't try and do the bad thing. If Lucy, say, becomes pregnant and has tried really properly to do, use contraception or anyone, not just Lucy, anyone in the world. <laughs> Lucy isn't the only person in the world who can get pregnant, just like to clarify. Um, but they have tried to not do that they've tried to do the right thing right and so by your own logic there when you're saying they no, no not at all by my own logic do you think anyone having sex ever needs to needs to understand the, that there's the risk there's, of there's a risk yeah of course and not use abortion as a as as the final safeguard but why because you are the thing that is stopping that fetus from becoming a baby and that is a conscious choice. I just see that as, as ridiculous in terms of like, well, you should be going around trying to get as many people pregnant as possible. If if, li- if human life is so sacred and so no, important. No, I shouldn't. That- no, I shouldn't. That doesn't mean that at all. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm saying that when it's coming down to the desire to have sex, like as a, uh, an enjoyable act, there is a risk that's associated with that. If you choose to accept that risk... So you think that if somebody uses contraception, it fails, they become pregnant, they are not in a situation to have a baby, they should still carry on with the pregnancy? I, that's what I would do if it were my choice, but it's not. Yeah. Okay. And that's me. But, and I completely understand the, the, the flip side of that. I could have no I money, feel- I could be, and I would still do everything. There, there are children that grow up in very difficult circumstances that then go on to be Bill Gates and to be extremely successful because they were given that chance. And I don't think it's fair to go. I think that's people making their conscience feel better and go, oh, but I'm not in a financial situation. Oh, but I'm not this. Oh, but I'm not that. I don't agree with that at all. So you think that a cluster of cells has more rights than a woman at at conception? But, But that woman had the opportunity to go, should I have sex or not? knew the risks and decided to have sex. That cluster of cells that becomes a human being, if left alone, doesn't have that choice. But so, the woman didn't go in with the intention of becoming pregnant. No, she? because you're disregarding the fact that that's a possibility. And contraception isn't 100%. But we've got to face it. And that there are we contraceptions that are, are close to other contraceptions yeah. that are 100%. Yeah, the so marina coil, for example, but nothing's 100 Everything, Yeah, there's yeah. no 100% right. as far as I'm aware. I don't see your point because we, we just have to accept that nowadays in our society, we have sex for fun with contraception. So what you're saying is that level, of, that level of selfishness is okay. Uh, I think it's a human need. I do. Sex I think, is a human need. Yeah, I think it's a right and a need. I have the right to have sex without getting pregnant. So why isn't the focus on 100% in contraception then? 
Because I mean, it would be because basically it's impossible. impossible. It's basically impossible. Nothing can be one hundred percent. Even like like look at your I your just, antibacterial sprays. It, it, it's just to me when yeah. when you look at that situation, it's our conception of what sex is and our right to it. You know, I don't agree that anybody has a right to anything. No one's entitled to anything. Um, that is, that's just I agree. A, Which you're, means you're that, a fetus that the fetus doesn't have a right to life. Right to N- no, but that fetus doesn't have a, a choice in it, and it would become something. And I, I don't know. It just for, and I'm, I, I know it, it is a more emotional response to something as opposed to um, a logical and pragmatic approach. But that's just how I feel, and I, I can't change it. Like it's a very strong one for me. But if I was with someone and they fell pregnant, I would put my opinion across and that would be that even if they didn't want to continue to have the baby, I would then take the baby and and raise it and and do whatever I needed to do, but completely then also respect her choice to terminate it. I wouldn't agree with it, but it grows inside her and that's just something that I can't change. So I I don't believe that my opinion has a a right to stop that. Well, So Josh, if the vote was happening in your country, because what you've said essentially is you said you are anti-abortion. Yes. In that you think it's not a nice act. It's not a good thing. Which, by the way, all pro all pro-choice people think abortion's not it's nice. Horrible. No it's horrible. not like we're all celebrating abortion and think it's lovely. If the vote, but you also said you don't feel like you have a right to an opinion. No, or you, I, or, I don't or, think men have a right to vote. I think it should have right. just been women. So but it, that's me. But if, if I you were, agree with that, if yeah. you were, yeah, I mean that everyone I think would generally agree with that. Most people. But if you, if the choice was given to you, would you? vote pro-choice or would you vote pro-life? If I was physically able to have a baby. No, no, no. Just if, if no, the it, vote was being done in England, would you vote to give I people the choice? Vote. I don't agree that I get an opinion. I think only women should be able to vote. Right. So I, you, I yeah. think that's respectable, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Well, we're going to move on. Thank you guys so much. Lucy, do you feel <laughs> happy that you've educated Josh? I do not. At all. Oh, right. <laughs> to be honest, I never thought we would convince Josh on this one because it's something he believes so passionately in, which is fine. He's allowed his choice. Anyway, we are pro-choice for Josh's choice. Anyway, you can let us know <laughs> oh on Twitter what you think, and I'm terrified and excited to hear your responses. Next story, James. Josh, my story comes from The Guardian. Mother of Georgia Jones, 18, describes her heartbreak after mutiny festival deaths. These are the three things you need to know. Mutiny Festival in Hampshire has been shut down following the deaths of two people, one woman aged 18 and one man aged 20, uh, and another in critical condition amid warnings that a high-strength batch of drugs had been in circulation. At least 15 festival goers were admitted to hospital on the Saturday night, prompting organisers to cancel the events on Sunday. The pills in question were a high-strength ecstasy tablets called Silver Audi. Drug testing charity The Loop posted on Twitter that the pills would include up to triple an average adult dose of MDMA. Whilst many festivals now have on-site drug testing facilities, Mutiny Festival did not. My question is, should drugs be legalized to allow quality control? 20 seconds, Josh, go. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> all, all drugs should be legal. All drugs should be legal. All, all drugs Every should drug. be legal. Every drug. Every drug ever. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's even more than I would. James, what's your opinion on this? Well, I thought we were going to agree, because I agree with you. I'm not sure about every drug, because I'm not educated on every single drug ever. But in terms of uh, things like ecstasy and other, you know, like party drugs, I think that no matter how, uh, you know, no matter how much promotion there is behind, you know, don't take drugs and, uh, you know, 
don't do this at all. Um, young people are going to take drugs. People who want to take drugs are going to take drugs anyway. Yeah, and well, I also don't know one person that takes drugs because they're illegal or because they're... Illegal. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this like, thing's illegal, so I, this, this makes me want to do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so by legalizing, I don't think you open the, the doors to new people trying drugs that they otherwise wouldn't. The people that yeah. I know that do drugs do drugs because they want to, and the people that don't, don't like but i think a lot of people might not take drugs because they are illegal i completely disagree with oh, you that. Don't. i definitely agree well, with that well that's why i don't you don't take them because oh, no, they're no, illegal yeah there's one right here, here i agree with that not a drug a person who believes that sorry there's no <laughs> drugs in the studio i don't want to break the law there's too much at stake and also they're dangerous and they're addictive i have an addictive personality but you've just said your own reasons why that they're dangerous and addictive so that's actually a personal want not to that's not to do with the fact that it is illegal but so they are I, also illegal if i get caught taking drugs my career is over but you have other reasons and you just said your but career so this is to do with your reasons. career you and especially in your career anyway like the 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 image of doing drugs is a no-no anyway so that's another reason above and beyond kind of the legality of it i think that in here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. So, for example, um, in Amsterdam, and I think in a few other places as well, they have nightclubs that, you know, test the the um, test the drugs that you're taking. MDMA is very dangerous. If you make drugs legal and they're sustainable and taxed for a start, tax drugs and have better NHS services. Like, I just don't see any negative towards it, especially when alcohol is legal. Like, I just see it as the biggest hypocrisy ever. Alcohol has some... In like horrible effects on people. Um, it completely debilitates people when they've had too much. Our drinking culture in the UK is disgusting. And I just and think also, that if, if alcohol was illegal, then there would be there bad would, batches of alcohol. There'd be bad batches of alcohol, right? And so people would die from bad... Because like, this is the thing. Yeah, moonshine. These, people, people used to die. Drink alcohol. People used to die from moonshine. Yeah, because the real issue here is that, that these, these things aren't being made in someone's bedroom or kitchen and aren't monitored, right? But the only thing is, I'd say, is I don't necessarily agree that all drugs should be illegal because I think that's 
opening a whole can of worms. However, that does make it more complicated because, well, which ones do you legalize? It's really difficult, right? And yeah. that's sort of what you're saying about alcohol is it's kind of hypocritical. If drugs are bad, they should all be bad, not yeah. just the, the more fun ones. Al- alcohol to me, well, more, f- I don't, like, alcohol to me is a worse drug than weed. I, I, I just, the, the, and the health benefits of weed as well that are starting to come out and people are starting to see. There is no benefit to alcohol. I have got a question. If, because these drugs can be dangerous and they, they have proven to be dangerous, obviously these two people have died from taking too much. If they do become legal, do you think that would create maybe uh, a situation in which there's more kind of a casual trying of drugs without the, without the oh they're bad kind of stimulus behind it? So people would maybe then jump into drugs without knowing. It the might full, do. The full I'm, I'm like, I'm not an oracle, I don't know. But if it did, the drugs would then be tested they would be safer i think drug testing needs to be really readily available but i'm just worried and concerned that if we do legalize drugs we're going to have a nation of unproductive addicts that's that's what i think but i i don't know anyone i don't know anyone that wouldn't do that would suddenly go oh they're legal now i'm gonna it would be gradual i mean look how we are with alcohol you've just said it's disgusting um, it could be the same over time with it drugs. It would be a gradual increase. Um, I think for me, my the biggest thing I want, whether it's you know legalized or it's you know it's still legal, I just think there needs to be more education, more ed- more drug education in general, and um, especially at festivals, there needs to be more access to drug yeah, testing facilities. So, so talking about for the people who are going to take drugs anyway, they need to they they need to have the facilities to to do so in the safest way possible. And where does that money come from? If they tax drugs, then maybe they, they would be able to offer better services. And in places where they have legalized weed, for example, isn't it doing really well? The government's making a lot of money. Um, no one's dying. The, the weed is very clean in California and things like that. And I don't think there's any extra rates of, it'd be interesting to see what the figures are there because from what I've heard, they're very positive. Well, car, we- cra- like car accident rates went down because people weren't drinking al- alcohol. So people were crashing with alcohol and not crashing with weed. So actually car accidents went down as far as I'm aware. That's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, we have to move on. I have to stress before we move on though, we are not encouraging anyone listening to the podcast Big to go out and buy loads of drugs or any drugs actually. I mean, the, 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 the bottom line of the podcast is don't do drugs. They're illegal. Don't Fantastic. touch them. All right. But in general, we have agreed that we think drugs should be legalized apart from Lucy, who really doesn't. Okay, cool. You can let us know on Twitter what you think at Educating Josh. Time to move on to the last story. That's my story. Josh, farmers are to be offered £50 a kill as a badger cull is rolled out across most of England. That comes from The Telegraph. So Josh, these are the three things you need to know. Farmers are going to be allowed to kill badgers across the UK wherever there is an outbreak of bovine tuberculosis, which is thought, but not known, to be transferred by badgers. Shooters are going to be rewarded with up to £50 per kill if the plan goes ahead. Currently, badger culling is permitted in 21 areas of England where the disease is common, and last year more than 19,200 badgers were killed. The new plan is for this to roll out to most of the country. The RSPCA has urged a vaccination scheme and increased testing of cattle as an alternative to the coal, which it says is inhumane. My question is, is the killing of animals to protect the meat and dairy industry justified? 20 seconds, Josh, go. Yes, I think so. I think whether you fall on the side that an animal life is as valued as a human life, 
you have to accept that the meat and dairy industry exists and tuberculosis is dangerous and I do not put the life of a badger above that of a person. See, I'm actually quite glad you said that because I would have found it quite hypocritical if you had said, well, a badger shouldn't die, but a cow should still die for me to get my burger. So actually, I kind of <laughs> sort of agree, which is kind of weird, but I also disagree entirely. So you were talking about the um, NHS? No. The RSPCA? <laughs> yes. Um, yes. How are they proposing to fund that? I don't know. But at the moment, all these things are being funded by the government. So if a cow dies from tuberculosis, the government gives the farmer some free money to, to, to offset that cost of the cow. Well, that's just promoting the farmer practice, safing, safely practicing farming, right? So that... No, no, that's, that's, to, that's to save the farmer from losing loads of money from dead cows. They go, all right, we'll have a bit of money because they need to keep meat cheap in supermarkets, right? And then... And keep produce bought in the yeah, UK. Yeah, and they're also... Yes. The government are paying... Um, the farmers for the shooting of badgers. And so the money that could be, that is being spent on saving these or paying for these dead uh, cattle or paying for these farmers to go and shoot badgers in the face mm -hmm. could be used instead to pay for, this is not necessarily what the RSPCA... Well, if tuberculosis is a problem, why don't the RSPCA go out and do it anyway? If they're saying they've got the money to do it, go and do it because then less will die. I mean, they can't vaccinate privately owned livestock. Yeah. They can't just go into fields. So, hang on, sorry. So they're proposing to vaccinate the cattle. They're asking people instead vaccinate the cattle. I think I should give a bit of background here on what... So they're recognising that they can get infected with tuberculosis, but they're saying vaccinate it instead, and I'm sure there's a risk associated with that. But there's no legal vaccination in the EU at the moment, because it's impossible to distinguish between an infected cow and a vaccinated one. Well, to be honest, I don't really want to eat meat that has a vaccination in it as well. Well, then you have to just not eat meat then, because... <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay, more. <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, a bit of background on what bovine tuberculosis is, for anyone who doesn't doesn't know it's an it's a an illness a bacterial infection which causes swelling in things like the lungs etc lucy you might know more about this you live on a farm do you know anything unfortunately it's not a cattle farm all right fantastic <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's caused by mycobacterium bovis which can also infect and disease many other mammals including humans deer goats pigs cats dogs and famously, badgers. So even if we kill all these badgers, there's no guarantee that there's nothing left that can pass it on. And it is passed between cows as well. So if one gets it, they all get it, potentially. I mean, yeah. just to add some more numbers out there, there's been two, well, almost 300,000 cattle culled because of TB over the past 10 years. And they've culled almost 20,000 badgers in the last year. So it is quite equal. So hang on, are, are, are these, so they've had to kill 300,000 cows because they have had confirmed cases of tuberculosis? Not, I don't know if it's confirmed, but because of association with tuberculosis. They showed symptoms down. that they had tuberculosis. It would likely be um, where like some cows have been infected, they have to kill the entire the whole herd group. Yeah, basically. But how do they know when one's been infected? Because it can't breathe, it gets like horrible. Like okay, so it's the, the symptoms, symptoms. The symptoms are, of yes. tuberculosis, yeah. they diagnose it with having tuberculosis. Yes. So 300,000 cattle have died, 20,000 badgers. Uh, no, 20,000 badgers in the last year. I don't have figures year. on 10 years. Okay. Yeah, a lot, a lot of badgers. Uh, and the other thing is, is that what's so sad about this is, as I said in the intro, it's not even confirmed that badgers do carry cause tuberculosis. tuberculosis. <laughs> well, they carry it. They do carry it, but it's not even confirmed that, that, that they... Actually, they're actually causing it. Yeah, exactly. And also, one study found that tuberculosis can actually exist outside of an animal, just in the soil. And so it seems pretty pointless. They're just kind of targeting this one little cute animal. Badgers are very cute. Let's so be nice. They think that it's in troughs and animal feed. 
because badgers don't actually go that close to cows. Yeah. But it's the, the infection remains in the feed and the troughs, and that's where it could be happening. And from my point of view, like, these badgers, it's not like they're going, it's not like they're foxes, they're going in and biting these cows and being malicious. Literally, the, the illness gets spread because the badger wheezes on some grass, and then the cow, the cow eats, eats that the grass. grass. It's the most <laughs> innocent thing in the world. And then they're getting killed for like, it. I don't well. understand how they're gauging how it's worked or have they weighed number up number of badgers killed have I they, guess have they weighed up vaccinate I mean, I'm sure it's this to is do with what you were this doing this is the problem is they, they have no idea how tuberculosis is spread and they're just sort of going badgers well, not, it might not be badgers no idea. they're saying it's extremely likely that it is badgers so, but they're also saying that cattle to cattle is, is an issue so I don't agree 100% with this cull but a licensed vaccine is several years away, and I do think that something What's, needs to be done in the interim until it's found. Why would they well, be doing they, it they if it's not? They see a strong correlation something. with badgers have tuberculosis. So there's, a, there's a reason they're yeah, doing yeah, it. They're not course. just willy nilly killing badgers. But I don't really. Do you really think. Do, I mean, uh, it's an interesting question. Do you think that, that we should be privately, the government should be paying to subsidise the killing of badgers to save a private industry like the meat industry. They are private enterprises. They are for profit. Well, no, they're supporting a huge British industry, which at the moment is one of the last remaining. So I it's think it's a that, massive part of our economy. Yeah, we crash. So yeah, a hundred percent. If they don't support the industry, the farmers won't farm anymore, and we'll get all our meat from abroad. Which have a lot less restrictions on the way animals treated are treated than the UK. Huge air miles as well. Look at all our lamb from New Zealand. More carbon dioxide poisoning. Sorry, is this educating Luke again? (laughs) You ask whether the government should should subsidise. Well, I mean, I'm obviously biased in that I don't eat meat at all. And so I think this entire thing is ridiculous because why are we propping up this clearly very destructive industry? Like, it's sort of like we're plugging holes in in a sinking ship, Lucy. What do you think? Well, I don't, I don't 100% agree with the cull, but I do obviously support farmers because I'm from a farming community and my partner's a farmer and my friends are all farmers. Okay, so you can let us know what you think over on Twitter at Educating Josh in our poll. Josh, it's time for the quick fire round. Josh, Cheltenham Borough Council have handed out three parking tickets to an elderly couple who forgot where they parked their car and found it five days later. I mean, I don't think they should even be allowed to drive. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Thank you, Becca, for that story on Twitter. Brazilian truckers have gone on a strike over a dispute on fuel prices, which has seen them block main roads, leading to school shutdowns, public hospital issues, and a million animals dying of hunger. That seems not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't seem worth it. Wow. Hillary Clinton says that she would like to become the next CEO of Facebook. Is that fake news? That woman knows that. That's real news. <laughs> oh that's God. real news. When asked, what, what company would you like to be the CEO of? She said Facebook. I mean, I think Hillary Clinton's probably great at stealing data and, you know. <laughs> she's good at deleting data. She, yeah, <laughs> deleting wow. data. And so, yeah, well, if you're, if you're for that, she'll go and delete all your data for you. So that's great. Caroline Flack has said that Love Island is, quote, just like old-fashioned dating. I hate Love Island. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God, same. <laughs> and our good story of the week, which you've probably seen because it's been everywhere. A Malian man who climbed up four stories of a building to save a dangling four-year-old boy is to be made a French citizen for his courage. That's amazing. Isn't that lovely? That's so good. All the way up. I saw that on Twitter. Four stories. Four stories. Have you seen the video? You should see the video. I think they should cast him in Spider-Man. <laughs> Tom Holland, watch yeah, I out. Think he, I think he is Spider-Man. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Educating Josh. We have a pretty good week this week. Are you happy? Yes. 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 So so good. Good. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Educating Josh, where there'll be polls and content from each of today's topics, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd also love for you to send in questions for next week's quick fire round. Please go subscribe, and most importantly, leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. This has been Educating Josh, a Studio 71 production. We'll see you next week for another episode of Educating Josh. Goodbye, guys. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 